welcome to yet another episode on our podcast cricket unplugged i have with me uh, raghav and uh, as it has been since the past few episodes we have been discussing uh, something intricate about cricket so today also we have uh, chosen a topic which is a little bit specific uh, best bowling and batting performances in world cups uh, i'm sure raghav uh, you will have a lot of uh, such innings to remember pretty fondly uh, won't you yes yes i do so it's is is a special special occasion the uh, world cup and uh, definitely there are many spells and performances batting performances yes yes so for the uh, uninitiated so the world cup first uh, started uh, uh, the men's world cup rather first started in 1975 as the prudential cup in uh, uh, lords so i say the men's world cup because the women's world cup was conducted first that happened a couple of years before that so the men's world cup uh, uh, was won by west indies uh, for the first two times of course they were uh, the best team during that time and uh, they themselves had uh, a champion team which consisted of many many champion performances one 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 great performance which uh, comes to my mind is uh, jal garner's 5 for 38 which he took in the 1979 world cup final so uh, that that is uh, probably one of the greatest bowling uh, performances in a world cup final and the english batsmen never said that they have never seen such towering bowling being done in an old international at lord so that goes to say something about that uh, if you talk about other performances we have Vasim uh, Akram's fantastic performance again in the World Cup final of 1992, where he just swung it back into the bewildered English batsman, and you have Shane Warne in '99 who just sprung a surprise, you know, uh, around the Pakistani batsman. He bowled a superb spell which literally won the game then and there itself for Australia. If you if you move away from uh, the knockout matches, there have been some gem of performances by many people. For example, Kapil Dev's five for forty-three uh, against Australia in the eighty-three World Cup is a spell which many people have forgotten of. Madan Lal took a four for twenty uh, against Australia too in the match we won. It, 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 that was an amazing performance. To talk about uh, the the performances in this uh, century. Uh, two two performances come to uh, the top of my mind three rather one is andy bickel seven for against uh, england which he took in 2003 uh, the, the shane bond uh, taking six for 23 against australia again in the 2003 world cup and who can forget tavron ashish nehra taking another six for against england again in the 2003 world cup so there have been many many performances of class of uh, caliber uh, raghav uh, why don't you just pick probably you know uh, a few ones amongst these and just uh, uh, tell us what uh, you feel about these spells in detail what has gone through them why do you think they are special uh, of course world cup being a special occasion what do you think that uh, 
has made these spells even more special with regards to those situations yeah so for me personally as you said so the on a personal friend the the game or the perception of shane won cuz of uh, when i saw the 1999 world cup final Mm-hmm. It's completely post that because I was like a very young kid, so I had of course seen the ball, ball of the century, but uh, mm-hmm. I was too young to understand its uh, magnitude at that point. To be frank, so to the 1990 World Cup was pretty special. It's it's actually not remembered that fondly in India because India got knocked out early, but the quality of cricket and the semi final which is considered the best ma- best odi match till date so yes, yes. and and where the iconic comment of steve war saying uh, you you drop the cup son to russell gibbs so so those kind of images pop up in my mind when i think of the world cup but then because i have always heard of my elders and my cousins in, talk about how big the 1983 world cup was for them growing up as youngsters in india so the world cup meant something big so it's not any other tournament so that was my perception and as i was watching 1989 world cup as a young kid when i saw the spell of shane won especially in the final it it looked like he was playing playing a club game or something almost <laughs> he just ran through the Pakistan batting lineup, which had Saeed Anwar, Inzama Mulak, uh, Salim Malik, and uh, I think uh, Afridi. Iconic. Yeah. So there was some really good players of spin there. So why I mentioned the names was not because of the overall quality there, but they could have probably played out one. But if people go back to that spell he actually decimated them so that was my fanboy moment kind of thing after that i i never never looked back he is the best bowler i have seen best spinner i can say best bowler maybe maybe not but best spinner till date i have seen so that's why that is extremely special but apart from that the world world cup which i have fondly and i almost remember game by game would be the 2 2003 world cup it's possibly among the best world cups in the last 20 25 years for the way it was marketed presented and uh, the graphics and everything so atmosphere and then mm-hmm. there was couple of spells from that tournament which you had like bought up in the uh, interaction to the spotters which comes to the main i won this ashish ashish nera so he got 6 for 21 in 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 durban so the spell itself had its ups and downs and india were not in a great position i think they made around 240s if i'm not wrong so they are not done defending a huge score and it was good good conditions but he was not extremely successful in his first spell so in second spell was where he wrecked havoc and then he got three wickets in two overs and then he came back and then, and he uh, finished off the tail but more than the significance of the spell 
it's what it did to the indian team's morale and their uh, self self confidence this is why i would rank it almost as high as the shane one's well in my personal because sauro gangli's men were uh, extremely confident bunch of people so indians started to believe that they could win the world cup when once the this spell happened 6421 and if you go slightly back to what happened before the game actually ashes nera had a swollen ankle and ganguly apparently sara ganguly the captain at that time he told you i don't think you are uh, fit enough to play the game so ashes nera is like if i play this game and if i can't walk or if i can't play the sport after this game i'll take it but i want to play this game because the pitch durban is known to be very good for swing bowlers so he himself said i can create a impact i will create the impact and i will ensure that i win the match for you so that's what gangli had said in one of the chat shows so which i saw so that was sorry yeah so overall if you look at the world cup for india after the game in england they were they looked pretty bad against australia in the first game and they were they had a close shave against holland so things were like people had the doubts can this team go far but post the spell from nehra ji as he is fondly called things changed indian the confidence went up by notch much higher than what it was earlier so that is why that spell remains very special for me and the second one would be andy wickel's spell because and his overall performance actually because australia was crumbling so in the bowling perspective it was a green top so i wouldn't I wouldn't rate the spell from a skill perspective extremely highly not it's a very good spell of bowling but it was a very conducive pitch for his his brand of bowling so he is more of your puneshwar kumar type bowlers mainly swing uh hit the seam kind of bowler so he to his credit used it perfectly but what makes it special for me is the way in which australia were reeling chasing 220 i think they were like 100 for 6 and or 100 for 8 i think not even 100 for 6 and andy bigel single handedly with i think michael bevan or i don't remember the other uh, architect single handedly pulled off the win so i don't think that team that australian team didn't need any philip or any any boost to so what there but i think the closest they came to losing a world cup match was that game against england and the game before that against pakistan where pakistan again dropped simons three times and simons went on to taunt them for 145 so so they almost reached the brink of defeat only for bickle to pull them out so it remains special because of the overall package and the spell itself is very nice to watch when you go to when you re re watch it in in a youtube the uh, ground and the english batsmen some of them looked really <laughs> out of place so as a australian fan that was real sweet we can say to see them crumble like that so that remains these two 
sorry these three spells will remain high up there in recent times i think what comes to my mind would be this for the impact it had mitchell sacks fiver in the world cup final in uh, 2015 so the way he was does a touted to be a very close final because new zealand were not too far behind australia in terms of skill 2015 we look at australian teams till 2007 there is no contest in anything so for australia playing it's like almost uh, assumed that they will win because they had such a team but 2015 there are some experts like even ian sapple said although they are playing at home i don't think this australian team can win the cup so there are people who have doubted their uh, worth if i have to call it that. so there was a big uh, big moment so when you have a such a uh, final in the iconic uh, mcg pack to the rafters 80000 plus people and michel stark comes and he just blows away new zealand and if i'm not wrong he got mckalum out in the second ball of the game so that's almost equivalent to sachin dismissal in the 2003 world cup final where magrar got him out for five so it just took away it's like the balloon diffused or something so so after that new zealand were nowhere and the match was a very one sided affair of course match won't be remembered much but just for the decimation he caused michel stark and even i would say to a extent not as much but i would just put in one more final spell or i would say three overs of pain which matt matt henry caused in the 2019 world cup so the way he removed virat kohli rohit sharma and i think kl rahul in his first spell so that literally broke billion plus hearts i would say so me being a australian fan my thing my cup was over the day before this game started anyway when jason roy decided to show that okay let's finish the semi final fast and focus on the final so the way he went about mauling australia does not a pleasing sight to be frank so i was looking forward to at least india making to the finals if not if not australia on a personal basis but it was it was bound to happen at some time because india had such a fairy tale run but i never expected matt henry to do if trent bolt had done it i may have accepted it but of course i am not the one who there are many people on twitter who still lament how the semi final went but i would say it was some quality balls which matt matt henry delivered so i had to give it to him means in the semi final of a world cup he he produced the spell of his life i guess so this is again from a clearly a impact point if it is really disheartening to see and for people who are fans of ms dhoni probably the last time they might see him in a indian shirt so there's a lot of pain which has been which still lingers on from that game but that spell of bowling you just look it look at it from a bowling perspective was really good the way he built up rohit sharma's wicket the way he built up kohli's wicket was not just a false shot he built it up with three 
in singers then he bowled the one with song away and kohli went after it so if you look at from a very poetic perspective it was really mm-hmm. good so these are the spells in my uh my uh, stint with world cups as a follower as a now as a analyst which uh, clearly stays in my mind and will hopefully continue to stay even down mm-hmm. the- absolutely uh, rakam although uh, you uh, seem to have covered uh, most of the points uh, when we are talking about bowling spells i don't think we can uh, finish that off uh, uh, without mentioning uh, uh, lasit malinga because uh, in in all of three uh, world cups which he played i mean uh, he played four world cups but in 2007 that brilliant spell against uh, south africa four wickets and four yes. balls who can forget that and then uh, 2011 of course it was held in the subcontinent uh, he was one of the main factors uh, for uh, sri lanka reaching the final in fact he gave india a superb scare when he yeah. took uh, sehwag and tendulkar and also in his uh, waning days uh, the biggest upset of the tournament probably you can say is that uh, sri lanka defeating england uh, in one of the group matches yes and yes. Uh, that was orchestrated again by uh, lasit malinga so yes. he has been uh, an old war horse for the sri lankans uh, what do you think about him i mean rakam so he has been toiling around probably an unsung hero maybe true yeah very much so unsung hero because when he, many people tend to associate malinga just with uh, t20 glory yes, so yes. he has got sri lanka the t20 cup as well plus he has achieved most of his success playing for mumbai mumbai indians so that's a thing as well. but he has been actually true if you look at the record bedding spells or stats from a world cup perspective malinga would be there i think three or four of them So I think it's very good you brought up his name because it completely slips my mind. To be frank, so I never thought that Malinga could feature in the best bowling spells from World Cups when, as you perfectly put it, 2007. So he got four four wickets in four balls. So that's some that's something which I think no one has uh, replicated post that at least in uh, World Cups. So, so he's actually a record breaker in of sorts. and uh, unsung hero of course so yeah asit maninga absolutely rakam uh, pretty much uh, summed it up uh, uh, in a way uh, so moving away from the bowling spells what do you what do you think uh, about uh, uh, the batting so we have had some fantastic uh, batting performances also in world cup one a few of which comes to my mind is uh, definitely uh, couple days 175 not out you know he came in that uh, i think man man for three the score was and then uh, india slumped down to 17 for five and then he took uh, india to uh, a fantastic score uh, i think it's still the highest percent of runs scored by an individual batsman uh, in and the finished innings for india that was an amazing innings uh, another one which comes to my mind is uh, ganguly's uh, 108 against uh, sri lanka that was an amazing innings nobody can forget uh, how the punt planted us in the 2003 final 
uh, so did uh, Gilchrist in the 2007 World Cup final. Uh, I personally believe that Yuvraj's uh, innings in the 2011 uh, World Cup uh, quarter final against Australia was mm. an, an amazing innings. It, it, it was the first time, you know, Australia was uh, eliminated out of the World Cup. Mm. Uh, Oscar, uh, I think, uh, three or four editions, I think, from yes. 99... 87 onwards. Yeah, and that's... An, an amazing uh, uh, achievement. There have been a lot of innings. Uh, Rakov, uh, which, which two innings, if I may ask, uh, pop up in front of your mind, which, which, which do you want to go into detail about? So, there are two. One, one of them, we all remember 2003 World Cup final for what uh, Punter did. to india mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. fast forward to 2011 then mm-hmm. australia lost all of its uh, aura the big players are mm-hmm. not there there are no hayden there are no simons and he had a very young there were the bretleys the mike mike hasis but overall australia was not considered to be favorites in a world cup in 24 years since 1987 so yes. coming into such a world cup you have ricky ponting's ability as a captain and as a batsman question and he had a fairly reasonable knockout stage but from i am f- continue to be a oscillar fan for the way uh, ricky ponting led the team so many people say he had a silver platter he is not a great captain but i think you need to have skill to manage a team which has people like a test team for example which has justin langer as open opener and magra at at 9 down and all the players from 1 to 11 are match winners in their own right so you need yes. to have the skill and tenacity the ability to manage such a team so it is something which i personally also kind of go and use it to donate to extend because he has a team it's only about executing it means so it's some yeah, yeah. art which goes unnoticed when i can say it i be little too harsh on doni but uh, so that quarter finals in motera stadium in amdabad that 100 i have never seen ricky ponting more 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 determined to prove the world wrong in my life i have seen him been shunned i have been and people in india don't they despise him almost because because of his arrogance and what a irony that your captain now happened happened to be one of the most arrogant indian players to play the game kohli <laughs> has toned down but he he reminds me of ponting so that's why i fondly follow and i'm really happy and extremely thrilled to see india's growth now under kohli because he resembles ponting to me the way he feels the way he bats the way he leads a star studded team and still continues to uh, excel at his game as well so same thing so the odds were completely against australia they were they had Now, lots to lose actually 
because mm-hmm. there as you as you very well put yuvraj singh ended australia's reign as the world cup maestros in in the same game but ricky ponting's knock i remember a lot of balls which he missed lot of play and misses few close saves when he came to abw he didn't look at his prime to be frank but that's that tenacity to show to world to the world that yes i may be in my late 30s yes my team is not the strongest as it was earlier yes people can question australia now that our team is not as great as the 2003 or 2007 teams so single handedly he pulled off what could have been a 230 he pushed it to 263 so it is one of the among the best knocks i have seen played by a captain not just from a players point of view so he played amazing knock and it's the only time from a trivia perspective which he only reverse sweep he has played in his career came in his final knock in a in a world cup against uh, ashwin so the first mm-hmm. time i only first and last time so and he was dismissed in that shot if i was not wrong yes yes trying to i think it was his old uh, bunny bajji so he tried to reverse sweep bajji and he was caught caught at point but that is the i would say from what i have seen the best batting performance in the world cup i have seen is that i would rate it any day higher than 2003 although even the 2003 world cup final madness which ensued with him and martin It was carnage of a different, different level altogether. But if you look at the impact again, I keep go going back to the word impact because you need to look at what it did and what this situation demanded. So uh, that's why I I personally see the stars from just uh, in that's where in one of our earlier podcasts I mentioned a controversial statement by saying I rate Vivas Lakshman higher. Then Sachin Tendulkar as a Test match batsman, so it's the yeah. impact the player has made on the teams. So that pointing knock, and I would say, if I had to put, uh, probably again from the way it again goes back to Australia. So it, the semi-final in 2019 World Cup, Jason Royce. 80 so it may not be the most eye eye pleasing kind of knock but australia going right through the world cup where again for some reason because steve smith and warner had come back from their ban the team before the world cup they started to win something but 2018 australia actually lost 13 or 12 matches on a trot and the world had a field day marking them so it was not very surprising for me to see that because they are losing series they getting white wash they got trounced in england actually they didn't lose to england so england trounced trounced them so those were the the build up to the 2019 world cup from a australian point of view and then they put up one performance against another even the group stage game where australia demolished england i really remember messaging you that i remember this like 2003 world cup 
team of Australia. The way they <laughs> went single-handedly, they had a strategy for each batsman and they worked, worked against them and it was an immaculate performance. So, coming from such a thing to probably underperforming with the back, both Warner and Smith didn't uh, score big. So, they got only about 230. But, considering the fact that England have never reached or haven't tasted World Cup success and they're playing at home, I felt the 220 would, have, would, would look like a 280 or something to them from a pressure perspective. But from ball one, I remember the ball as well. Mitchell Stark full, slightly full and then Jason Roy in his typical brute fashion, he just thumbs him down the ground for four. So Jason Roy is set the tone by saying 220 is 220. You are, you are not, we, we, I don't want to waste time. I just <laughs> went, it was, it was really, it was, it was the equivalent of what Ricky Ponting did to Indian fans, if you had, if we were to put it that way. That's what Jason Roy did to Austin fan like me. So I was literally almost, story called sinking in my sofa chair. I was like, why the, why should he put out such a performance in the semi-final against Australia? Like, can't he find any other game? So I was trying to, but it's amazing knock. Fantastic player, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Roy's kind of batsmanship. He's not extremely technically sound as such, but he really can bat. So it was a fine, but yeah, it was a little tough, I say, tough pill to swallow. Like 2003, what Martin and Ponting did, still there is some uh, uh, Indian fan who would, uh, I think I would, I would say largely put the fact why Indians hate Ponting so much. Then I certainly think they should rate him as a player more, now at least. Now that he's not playing the game actively. Is the fact that he... He uh, had that knock in the in the finals. Because of that, I think Indians are completely averse to Ponting, even a Martin. I'm, I'm surprised. Many people say, I hate Martin. I was like, what's that hate in him? But anyway, so, so there is that kind of impact which people associate with World Cup knockout games. So it plays a large part in the psyche of a fan, I think, is what I feel. So what they do in such games completely overpowers what they have done uh, in other games as well. So Roy has it, I think, two or three hundreds in the World Cup. But I think he will be talked about not for winning the World Cup, but for thrashing Australia in the semi-final. So that's how, how big it is for players and for fans as well. So I think those are two which come stand out for me. I think two knocks. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Smart ones. Uh, I can't uh, help but uh, uh, see the similarity in the 2003 World Cup uh, final and uh, the 2019. But I would say that, you know, Ponting was uh, a player of a different class altogether. You know, of course, he... He is just the greatest, one of the greatest batsmen of the game, hands down. There is absolutely no question to that. So I would say that 
India had a really, really inexperienced attack. I think it was uh, Harbhajan, uh, Zaheer and uh, Nehra. Uh, I think it was just uh, Javagal Srinath who had uh, played more than 100 ODIs or something. Uh, except that uh, India had a very, very inexperienced bowling attack and uh, they were up against uh, Ponting and Martin. And, you know, when Ponting and Martin joined the Greece, uh, the Australia were, I think, already 100 or 120 for two. In inside 20 overs, Hayden and uh, Kilchrist had already set the platform. So India were on the back foot straight away. And uh, I think there is some dignity in being told that, yes, we were beaten by the greatest batsman in the world. But uh, probably if you look at 2019, well, Australia had uh, a pretty good attack. I think uh, Stark, Hazelwood... Uh, they were they were good and uh, I think Jason Roy, well he might he he has a good chance of ending up as a great ODI player limited overs player, but uh, can't really say that he is going to be a great test player uh, at no, the end of the day. Not so. Sure. Getting a battering from that sort of a player will I I will surely think that you know Australia would have. Uh, you know, really, they look back and uh, uh, <laughs> blink their eyes twice or thrice, thinking, "Did this really happen to us in this stage?" So, uh, I think, with uh, due respect to Jason Roy, uh, can't really compare him with uh, Ricky Ponting. Although the the level of battering almost remains the same. When I see the score, uh, Australia were. Which is known in just 32 hours. I mean, that is enormous, enormous, amazing. Uh, talking of uh, great innings, uh, one one innings which I cannot uh, leave out is definitely Richard's 138 not out. Uh, I think uh, when we talk about uh, you know uh, the great innings uh, of all time. I think uh, you do talk about Gilchrist 100 in the final, Ponting 100 in the final. There have been a lot of innings also other than uh, these uh, knockout matches which were played wonderfully well. You, you can, if you talk about World Cups and 100s, you can never leave out Tendulkar. So, but uh, all of that started with this man, you know, scoring 100s at that rate really started with Viv Richards. And uh, this was a 1979 World Cup final. The West Indies were defending champions. And uh, England uh, the, put the uh, West Indies into bat. And uh, really, their bowlers vindicated their uh, captain's decision. And the West Indies were in a spot of bother about uh, 70 odd runs for the loss of four wickets. And uh, that's when. Uh, uh, Liv Richards was joined by uh, a cricketer called Collis King. Collis King is not known much except for his uh, 88 of 66 ball, 86 of 66 balls in this World Cup final. So he just came and smacked around the bowlers. And uh, Liv Richards, being the man he is, he actually dropped his anchor and let Collis King have his day. So uh, Collis King was. Uh, hitting so much so that uh, uh, when Viv Richards reached 90, Collis King was on 41. And uh, when Collis King uh, got dismissed for 86, Richards had still not scored his 100. 
so that's how rapidly carlos king was batting and that was wonderfully how richards was you know just farming the strike giving the strike to that batsman so his strike rate during that period was something around 60 70 he was just uh, defending the odd ball and just uh, running the singles and giving the strike to uh, carlos king because he knew that it was a stay and uh, after carlos king got out uh, the west indies uh, scored another uh, uh, added another 52 runs to the total uh, out of which uh, 46 was added by richards and uh, five runs in total was added by the rest of the bowlers so you can imagine what carnage uh, viv richards did in the last few of the innings and uh, nobody can forget the last very last ball of the innings in which viv richards just moves across his crease you know and he exposes the leg stump and he gets a full toss on middle and leg and he just swats it for the fine leg for a huge six into the stand so those are unforgettable memories you know of all time i would i i would certainly add uh, richards uh, 138 not out in the list of great innings definitely yeah, i've actually gone back and uh... i think visited some of his knocks and then it's a very how do you say un it's unfair for people like us i think that we couldn't get to see him live like it's almost like it's a real sad thing but he is something special like very very special almost like we call us lakshman that year but what in india but uh, he he did things which was like so if we, if we if we look at it what uh, i would say kevin peterson did in 2006 when he when he did the switch it people were yeah. uh, praising him by saying he did something which is going to be path breaking is going to change the face of batting this that so that was that will be my personal memory of uh, serve because it changed the face of batting almost because absolutely It was never meant to be this so flamboyant and so so nice to watch. So all the batsmen we have read and seen in the seventies, sixties, seventies were more build your uh, technique and build a knock kind of people. There's no things. And after Viv Richards, you have a flurry of players who are in that mold, but you will not be. So it's the same same comparison. You can. create a impact like a jason roy but a jason roy can't be a ponting so same way here if richards will be a viv richards there cannot be a match to his ability and that knock in the, in the final i would rate it higher than uh, gilchrist knock and maybe probably on par with uh, ponting's knock in 2003 because i am of course being a ossian fan i would rate Ponting is not really high, so that is a sort of a biased opinion. But even from the short, short-making perspective, and the pressure and the occasion, etc., if you look at all the factors, I think it should be a far, far comparison where maybe Sir Viv can be compared to a Ponting, and I don't think he'll feel too bad either. Ponting is not, uh, not that bad a batsman, so anyway. <laughs> so. Da 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 da. 